Are we on? We are. Good morning, everyone. It's great to be together this morning. Um, yeah, I just feel like even in what Graham's just brought, I feel like God's got something fresh for us today. And uh, I think even what's going on around the world, that God wants to come and equip us, wants to come and fill us with his Holy Spirit, wants to send us out with fresh courage today. That's the word that we're going to be looking at today, and God wants to equip us, fill us up, that we wouldn't be fearful, we wouldn't leave this place timid, but we'd leave this place knowing the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me just pray again. Father, we just love you. You're so good to us. You're a good heavenly Father who loves his children. Lord, I thank you that you know exactly where we are. Lord, you know all of your children around the world, Lord God, you care for each person. You care about them. Lord, we just lift up this situation to you and say, God, would you bring your peace? Would you bring your love and your care? Pray for Graham and Helen right now, Lord God, that they would know fresh peace. Fresh peace for today, Lord God. Fresh courage to trust you today, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As I said, my name is Nathan. Uh, I'm part of the leadership team here. You are so welcome. And uh, whether you've been coming, this is your first time or many times, uh, we love having new people amongst us. And uh, we hope that you feel at home uh, with us. Last week, we started a new series on leadership. Three-week series. And you'll be pleased to know, maybe after last week, that we're having a break already. We kind of just need a bit of time to take that one in. And uh, so this week, we're going back to our mini-series on church culture. And uh, we're looking at our, these four words uh, in our Harvest Church Culture series. Next week, we'll carry on with leadership. Malcolm's going to be here, so you can get ready, get prepared uh, as we go into it again. Uh, but this is week four of our culture series. Why don't you just turn to the person next to you and say, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> and then turn the other side and say, I'm glad I'm here. So we're looking at these four, I'm really glad you're all here, and I'm glad I'm here too. We're looking at these four culture words this morning, generous, or genuine, thankful, generous, and courageous. Genuine, thankful, generous, and courageous. And if you're new to us, if you've not been around recently, our desire is that as a church, these four words, amongst many others, but these four words particularly, would represent us well, that this is who we are. This is who we are as a church, that this would represent us into the town, that the town of Autumn would go, yeah, Harvest Church, they're genuine, they're thankful, they're generous, they're courageous. And so today we're looking at being courageous. And specifically, we're looking at the story of Jonathan and his armor bearer. It's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. I love it. I'm so glad I got to preach on it this morning. Jonathan and his armor bearer. I wonder when you hear... The characteristic of courage, what you think about. What comes to mind when you think about courage? What does courage look like to you? What does it mean to be courageous? Is it even a desirable characteristic to you? Is it something that you long for? Is it something which has maybe even seemed just to pass you by, but you're left longing for it? I wonder who your examples are of courage Here's a few examples. Perhaps it's uh, Winston Churchill or, can you see it? Yeah, great. My screen up there is a lot smaller, so I'm struggling. Winston Churchill or Martin Luther King or uh, William Wilberforce or Florence Nightingale. Great characters 
who had courage. Maybe you hear names of people who did great exploits and think, I could never have courage like that. The uh, the dictionary gives the definition of courage as this. It says, the quality of mind or spirit that enables a person to face difficulty, danger, pain, etc. without fear or bravery. No, people in our day long for courage. People that you work with, people in your schools and colleges, long for courage. Long for courage to quit a job they've been stuck in but fearful of what might happen. Courage to do the right thing and yet worried what others might think or say. Courage to stand up for their beliefs and yet afraid of being shouted down. Young people looking for courage to be themselves and yet worry if they'll be accepted by others if they are. Many might turn to drink to look for courage, just a moment's courage, or end up just hiding away, suffering in fear. I personally, I long to be more courageous. I long to be more courageous, that I would believe God for more in my life and act on it. Being courageous is someone I want to be. Some days I get it right, others I don't, but I long to be more courageous and let God shape me. Perhaps you do too. Well, if that's the case, great. You're in the right place this morning. Let's look at the story of Jonathan and his arm bearer. If you've got a Bible, why don't you turn to 1 Samuel chapter 14. 1 Samuel and chapter 14. Starting from... Sorry, previous chapter, uh, verse 23 of chapter 13. Now, a detachment of the Philistines had gone out to the pass at Michmash. That's a great name, isn't it? Just turn to the person and say, Michmash. (laughs) Michmash, great name. One day, Jonathan, son of Saul, said to his young armor bearer, Come, let's go over to the Philistine outpost on the other side. But he did not tell his father. Saul, as his father, was staying on the outskirts of Gibeah under a pomegranate tree in Migran. With him were about 600 men, among whom was Ahijah, who was wearing an ephod. He was the son of Ichabod's brother, Ehudub. I've got to get all these names, don't I? Ehudub, son of Phinehas, the son of Eli, the Lord's priest in Shiloh. No one was aware that Jonathan had left. On each side of the pass that Jonathan intended to cross to reach the Philistine outpost was a cliff. One was called Bozes and the other Senna. One cliff stood to the north toward Michmash, the other to the south towards Geba. Jonathan said to his young armor bearer, Come, let's go over to the outpost of those uncircumcised men. Perhaps the Lord will act in our behalf. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. Do all that you have in mind, his armor bearer said. Go ahead, I am with you, heart and soul. Jonathan said, come on then, we will cross over toward them and let let them see us. If they say to us, wait there until we come to you, we will stay where we are and not go up to them. But if they say, come up to us, we will climb up because that will be the sign that the Lord has given them into our hands. So both of them showed themselves to the Philistine outpost. Look, said the Philistines, the Hebrews are crawling out of the holes that they were hiding in. The men of the outpost shouted to Jonathan and his armor bearer, Come up to us 
and will teach you a lesson. So Jonathan said to the armor bearer, climb up after me. The Lord has given them into the hand of Israel. Jonathan climbed up using his hands and his feet with his armor bearer right behind him. The Philistines fell before Jonathan and his armor bearer followed and killed behind him. In that first attack, Jonathan and his armor bearer killed some 20 men in an area of about half an acre. Then panic struck the whole army, those in the camp and field and those in the outposts and raiding parties and the ground shook. It was a panic sent by God. And just skip down to verse 22. When all the Israelites who had hidden in the hill country of Ephraim heard that the Philistines were on the run, they joined the battle in hot pursuit. So on that day, the Lord saved Israel, and the battle moved on beyond Beth-Aven. Father, we so need you. Lord, I need you this morning. We thank you for your word, Lord God. It's so precious to us. We love reading your word. We love the encouragement from it. We love the characters in it. And we love to see how you deal with people. And you're a generous and you're a caring God. And Lord, we pray, let us hear your voice this morning, Lord God. Let each and every one of us hear your voice. Let us leave this place knowing that you've spoken, knowing that you've built us up and changed us this morning. Make us more courageous as a people, Lord. Make us more courageous, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. I still remember the first day I started a song of worship in my youth group as a teenager when everyone else was silent and uh, with no real ability to hold a note or no confidence in my ability to sing, I started singing out just a song that I had on my heart to sing. I still remember the first time I prayed out at my church prayer meeting as a teenager, surrounded by three, four, five times as many people as old as me, but managing just to get a few words out, kind of blurbering them out somehow, they came out seeming to express something of my heart. I still remember paying for my flights to South Africa for a year to serve God, not knowing anyone there and never having been there before and not knowing if I'd have enough money to last me through the year, but believing God had called me there for that year and that he'll provide all that I need. I still remember as a group of friends feeling like God was calling us to go and speak to a group of teenagers down at a skate park and uh, so we went down to the local skate park to tell people about Jesus, not knowing what sort of response we'd get from people but doing it because we felt God had spoken. I still remember leaving my job in finance 10 years ago to work for a church, seeing my salary drop, but knowing God would provide. I remember a few years ago taking a big risk to give my heart to an American girl living in Turkey, just in case you wanted, that's my wife now, it's not someone else. (laughs) Unsure if it would work out, but believing God would be enough for me, no matter what. It's not hard for us to remember just leaving a few months ago from Woking, friends and family and of comfort to come to Alton because we feel like God's called us here, that God's in it. I tell you these memories not to try and make you think that I've got courage sorted. I really, really don't. But to tell you the feeling before, fear, anxiety, worries, uncertainty, my legs almost buckling 
beneath me when I prayed out and sung out. In fact, every time I get up in front of people, even like a group like this, I get so nervous beforehand that when I go and meet people for the first time, I get nervous. I have to overcome fear. I need God's courage. Each of us need God's courage. Even right now, there are moments that maybe your mind's going to and thinking of, God, I need your courage for that. Just to do that little thing, I need your courage. Every day there are decisions to be made to follow God, and we need God's courage. But courage from God has big repercussions. God loves faith and courage and seems to multiply the effects of actions in trusting him. And Jonathan was no different either. What made Jonathan courageous that day? How did he overcome any fear that he had and act in courage that day? I want to look at three parts this morning of the courage that Jonathan displayed and three parts that we too can grow in. And it's a combination that together produces courage. And uh, we're going to put it up on the screen. So it is courage equals faith plus obedience plus perseverance. Courage equals faith plus obedience plus perseverance. Firstly then, courage equals faith plus. I love this story of Jonathan and his armor bearer because there's so much faith in God. Belief that God can do the impossible in Jonathan's life. It's not to say for certain that he will, but he can. Faith leads us to pray for the sick than when we ourselves may be sick. Faith leads us to share the gospel with others when we don't have the words or maybe we're just new to Christianity ourselves. Faith leads us to give the money that we've earned away even when we're desperate to spend it on something else. Jonathan's faith led him to believe that God could defeat the Midianites, even if it was just him and his armor bearer. Verse 6 says, Jonathan said to his armor bearer, Come, let's go over to the outpost of those uncircumcised men. Perhaps... Perhaps the Lord will act in our behalf. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. Jonathan had seen something so excellent of God, something so outstanding, something so outrageous. He knew that God was powerful. He knew that God was capable, that he was mighty. It wasn't a matter of if God could do it. It was a matter of perhaps God will do it today. Maybe God will do it this time. Jonathan didn't know whether he'd come out of it with his life, but he went into it with faith. Perhaps God uses you to bring salvation into your school, young people. Perhaps God uses you to see some of your work colleagues or neighbors saved. Perhaps God uses you to lay hands on the sick and you see people healed. Perhaps God uses you to love the unlovable. Perhaps God uses you to bring a prayer or an encouragement to build up the church. Perhaps. I love this word, perhaps. Maybe today's the day. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Courage requires faith in God, who is more powerful than you realize, more loving and compassionate than you know. It's clear that Jonathan's action was inspired by a total conviction of God's power. He couldn't be completely sure that God would use him to save Israel, but he was sure that God would save Israel. 
and he would and could save Israel. And if Jonathan didn't try, he would never know whether it might have been through him. What perhaps are there in your life right now? What's God wanting to do through you? What's he putting on your heart? What passions are he, is he burning up inside of you? Maybe just in your workplace, he's saying, go speak to that person. Go tell them about me. Maybe one of your neighbors is just struggling right now. And God's saying, go and show them my love. Go and talk to them. What perhaps are there? What is God calling you to risk? Courage equals faith plus. Anyone big fans of maths? Anyone like maths? Good. Okay. Just a few. I'm sorry for the rest of you. I'll have a good sum. There we go. Courage equals faith plus obedience. The courage we see in this story from Jonathan is not the only courage on display. His armor bearer shows equal courage and displays it through obedience. Jonathan's being obedient to the call to advance God's kingdom and defeat the armies of the enemies. And his armor bearer is right behind him, 100%, heart and soul, I'm with you, following his leader and his prince. His response is one of the most outstanding, submissive, serving, faithful responses in the Bible. He says, Verse 7, do all that you have in mind. Go ahead. I am with you, heart and soul. What a response to leadership. What an incredible response to leadership. What a response to courage displayed in Jonathan by his armor bearer. Do all that you have in mind. You see the big picture. I'm with you, heart and soul. I found in my life that leadership matters. I know we heard about it last week, but leadership really does matter. Getting behind good leaders is so important. If we as a church are resistant behind the leadership, we'll not go anywhere fast. Good and courageous leadership produces courage in those you lead. The armor bearer obeys. He's with him, heart and soul. But beyond his obedience is his heart and is his soul given to Jonathan. I wonder whether that can be said of each of us. Can that be said of me? Is my heart and soul given to the elders here? Are we heart and soul with them? Are we committed to the journey ahead? Are we laying down our life for the sake of the mission and vision that God's given us as a church? Jonathan's armor bearer saw the big vision that Jonathan had. He might easily have thought that this is the most stupid idea I've ever heard. When there's hundreds of other troops ready to go and fight as well. Why would we go just the two of us? But he put up his hand to be counted. He gave himself, heart and soul, to the purposes of God. We don't even know his name. just called Armour Bearer. But the Bible mentions him because of his courage in obedience. You know, so often when we act in courage, it will look more like the Armour Bearer rather than Jonathan. We won't particularly get noticed We'll go nameless to those around us. But God sees us. He sees you. God sees your courage, your faith and obedience. And he loves it. When you stand up for someone who's being bullied in your school and take abuse yourself, God loves your courage. When you give yourself to remain impure and satisfied in God alone, when you long to be married, God loves your courage. When you don't get involved in that dodgy deal at work, God loves your courage. 
When you forgive your children again and again, despite hurts and pains, God loves your courage. We might not be seen by others, might not get the recognition of our names mentioned, but God loves your courage. I wonder what it looks like for us to give our heart and soul to this church this morning. At age 15, I gave myself to follow my youth leader, who was a guy called Nick Durbridge. And uh, Nick was a godly, faithful man who loved the Lord and loved the Word of God. And Nick had a big vision. He had a big vision to see 300 youth come along to our church. He had a big vision that he wanted to see youth saved and added into the local church. And I grabbed something of a hold of, of his vision that he had. I gave myself to following him. I committed to meeting with him and praying with him. I committed to being a part of his team. I committed once I was 18 to serving on his team as well. I committed to him, to following him, to learning from him and serving him in any way I could. And six years later, it took me to the point where I took over the youth work from him. Taking on the vision and shaping it further and leading a team into God's purposes. In January, as I left the Coin Church, I passed on the vision to another couple. A couple I'd been training up, a couple which I loved and I'd been investing into. And I longed for them to take it on. I was so pleased when they said yes. Who are you giving yourself to? Who are you joining your heart and soul with into the mission of God? Is it here? Is it the leaders here? If it's not here, can I urge you to find a church somewhere where you can give yourself? A church where you are plugged in and loving it and giving yourselves to the leaders. Hopefully it's here. I really hope it's here. But give yourself to a church where you can trust the leaders, where you are with them, heart and soul. Who's inspiring you to do courageous acts for God? Who's causing you to step out into places of obedience where you desperately need faith? Get close to leaders who will take you on adventures. Leaders full of grace, full of faith. Back in the story, we see them obeying God's call to go up to the Philistines. The two of them go to a place where they can be seen with a cunning plan plan that if the Philistines call them up to fight them, then they know that God has called them to this and that he'll deliver them into his hands. But if they say, wait, and come down to them, they'll know it's a false mission, one to abort. Just checking, am I the only one who reads this and thinks, that is a silly plan? That's like really, really silly. Okay, phew. If they call us up, that we have to climb up this cliff to them and use all our energy to get them, we know that God's with us. Well, what happens? Well, it's like God wrote the story or something, isn't it? The Philistines call them up, and then they're suddenly filled with a dilemma. You see, faith is great. Faith is brilliant. It's outstanding. But obedience is necessary for faith to be put into action. We can so often hear God through the Bible. We can read the Bible for ourselves. Read an instruction maybe to get baptized or to care for the poor or to give generously or to play our part in the church. To not fear. We can read about it all in the Bible. We can then sometimes hear prophetic words from others. Maybe a word of knowledge. God leading us into something. Maybe just feeling a sense in ourselves of where God's leading us. We can hear God through these things and yet so often not act. Or look for another sign. This leads to inactivity and faithless waiting. Not courage in action. 
absolutely, there are times to wait. There are times when God says, not yet, hold on. But so often his actions for us are already written. If we just picked up the Bible, we'd find action after action of what God's got for us. And we find it so easy just to wait, i just got to wait. He's just wanting us to do something for him, anything. That we would trust him in our lives to act. He's so gracious with us in that. I love how gracious God is. I love his patience. I love the way that he calls us to things. And it's so clear and obvious. that We read the Bible and it's like, yeah, God, I know that's what you want me to do. I'm just going to wait. I know that's what you want me to do. I'm just going to wait. And we know that waiting's like not the right thing, but we still do it. God's so patient. He's so patient and loving. You know, just receive God's grace afresh today. He's patient with you. He's taking you on a journey. He's taking us as a church on a journey. It doesn't mean that he wants you to stay in waiting, but he's patient with you. Know God's grace afresh today. I once heard someone say, Christian maturity is measured in the quickness of response between hearing God speak and obeying. Growing in Christian maturity is shortening the gap between God's call and our action. I'm going to say that again. Growing in Christian maturity is shortening the gap between God's call and our action. Each of us have things that we read in the Bible or things that we know that God's calling us to. Will we have courage to do it? Will we have courage to do all that God's put in our hearts? Will we put our faith into action? Or will we be like Saul, Jonathan's father, who we read, when we read the full story around it and the surrounding chapters, we see that he's just left on the sidelines. He's just waiting there for a sign from heaven. Courage equals faith plus obedience. Courage also equals perseverance. Faith plus obedience plus perseverance. Jonathan and his armor bearer display courage in faith, courage in obedience. But then they also display this courage in perseverance. As I mentioned before, there was a time with a group of friends of mine when we felt God was calling us to go down to the local skate park in Woking and go and share Jesus with some of the youth there. And it, wasn't, it certainly wasn't something which came naturally to me. It wasn't something where I was going, yes, that's great. I can't wait. This is going to be amazing. I just can't wait to make a fool of myself. Yes. It wasn't something that came naturally to me. But we felt like God had spoken to us. And so we felt we had to go. We had faith that God was going to do something. He was powerful enough to heal, save or speak to someone. And he could do it today. We had the faith. We then had the obedience, just about. We had the obedience. After hours of delaying by praying, do you know what I mean by that? Where we just kind of, uh, we know that God's spoken to us and we go, I'm just going to pray about it. I'm just going to spend time praying. And, uh, but we know that actually what we're doing is just delaying it. God's already called us. We just need to obey. We had that time of probably a couple of hours of just going, yeah, we're still praying, Lord. Still praying, still waiting. And then we went. And uh, we went up to this guy, and uh, there's this guy just on the skateboard, he holding his skateboard, and uh, we went up to him just by himself and said something very inspired, like, uh, hi, can I tell you about God's love? And uh, he said, no. I was like, okay, fine. And kind of walked off and kind of went away going, well, we've done it, we've done it. We've, we've gone to the skate park, we, 
We knew God's called us. We obeyed him. We went. And we've done it. And we sort of high-fived each other. Off we go. No. But then, then my friend said to me, he said, my friend was called Steve, and he said, I think we should go back to that guy again. Oh, we've been already. No, I feel like God's got something more for us with him. And so we went back, and suddenly he was surrounded by a few more mates. It was like, oh, no, not more as well. And they were just sitting in the shade, and so we kind of started again. And we just had this amazing opportunity where we just got to share the gospel. And got to, I think, if I remember rightly, we got to pray for a couple of them. And we invited them along. We don't, I don't know where any of them are now, but we persevered. I persevered a lot from the help of my friend Steve, but we persevered, persevered together. Courage equals perseverance plus. Jonathan and his armor bearer could have started the climb up the hill and then decided, well, we're pretty tired now. At least we came up this far. The rest of the soldiers, we don't know where they are, but at least we came this far. No one else has. They're still all back in camp Or they could have got to the top and they could have killed one Philistine and gone, yes, we've done it. We've killed one. Let's go. Let's go. But they persevered. They carried on one after another after another. Courage takes perseverance. They didn't stop. They kept going. I felt this morning as I was praying about this, praying about this morning, I felt like there's someone or some people here this morning who need courage to persevere in your marriage. That's been tough. And that you thought recently of quitting. That you thought, maybe I'll just put the towel in. Maybe it's not worth it anymore. And God wants to give you fresh courage this morning. God wants to come and equip you with fresh courage. I felt like God say, there's someone else here or maybe some people who are really, really struggling with being single. Maybe you're a teenager longing for a boyfriend or girlfriend. Maybe you're an adult and you've longed to be married but remain single. And God wants to come alongside you this morning, give you fresh courage for the season that you're in. He wants to give you fresh courage to persevere today, to keep your eyes on him and be satisfied in him. I saw this picture of a pocket watch this morning as well, and I saw just the times kind of ticking by, and I saw someone just looking and just looking, and maybe that's your, how you're feeling this morning, but just kind of looking at this pocket watch, going, when's, when? And I felt like God say, someone here this morning is just struggling with life, and they're just looking at the pocket watch, God, when are you, you going to take me? I felt like God wants to bring fresh courage to you this morning. Like he's got something of his grace to show you. And so just where you are, just love it if you can just close your eyes for a moment. Just with every eye closed in this place. I know this is really personal. And so I'd love it if, if you could all keep your eyes closed. If that's you, if that you just want to acknowledge that that's you, that one of those things is you that you'd like God just to come and give you fresh courage this morning, would you just put your hand up? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can put your hands down. I just want to pray for us. Lord, you know our needs, Lord. And you know our deep desires. And you know, Lord, what's going on right in the depths of our hearts this morning. And Lord, I pray for my dear friends, Lord, my brothers and sisters who have been so bold and courageous in putting their hands up, even this morning, just 
just for me and you to see, Lord. And Lord, I pray over each and every one of them. God, I pray courage in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, I pray come and fill them that they might know fresh grace and fresh courage to go again, to persevere, Lord God, to believe you again, to hold on to you in faith again. God, I pray over each and every person here, courage to be faithful in following you, courage to know your hand upon their lives, courage to believe you for more in their life. I pray that in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you so much for those who did respond. That's so courageous of you. Friends, I don't know what God is calling each and every one of you to, but I do know that he's for us. I do know he's with us. I do know he's got fresh grace and fresh faith for us. And he wants us to persevere. He's got new adventures that he wants to take us on as a church and individually. I love that Jonathan and the armor bearer took on the Philistines in team together. Could someone just maybe just tell the children's workers that we're just going to be another five minutes or so? Is that all right? Thanks, Reg. Yeah, I love that Jonathan and the armor bearer took on the Philistines in team together. They were united in team together. Friends, you're my team. You're my team. We're a team together. We're a church together. We're God's team together. We're committed to this place, committed to this town, committed to these people, that we're going on an adventure together. And we're going to go in it together, like Jonathan and his armor bearer. United in the vision and mission that God's given us to see hundreds of lives transformed in many communities and towns and into the nations. God is changing us. Harvest Church, God is changing us. He's at work in us as a church. I believe God has tens and hundreds of people in this town for us to reach and the surrounding towns. Tens and hundreds for us to see saved and added into his glorious church to see people healed and restored. Do you believe that? We believe, God, that you've got more for us. If we're to reach out, if we're to live our lives differently from the world, we're going to need courage and to persevere when things are hard. Before reading this story, I wonder if you knew the story well, and I wonder if you knew how many Philistines were killed. In my mind, before even sitting down and reading the story, I had in my mind that it was hundreds. I just thought, oh yeah, it was Jonathan and Zambert, they killed hundreds. And you find it was just 20. But God backed up the faithfulness and courage of these two men. In verse 15 of this passage, it said, Then panic struck the whole army, those in the camp and field and those in the outposts and raiding parties, and the ground shook. It was a panic sent by God. And then verse 22 to 23 says, When all the Israelites who had hidden in the hill country of Ephraim heard that the Philistines were on the run, they joined the battle in hot pursuit. So on that day, the Lord saved Israel. What's calling, what God's calling you to might not be massive. It might not be great in the grand scheme of things. You might think, it's not that big a deal. But actually, for each and every one of us, there are things which seem like they're massive to us. And they're massive in the adventure that God wants to take us on. God wants to give us courage. He wants us to have faith, obedience, and perseverance. And when we do that, God backs us up. 
perhaps the Lord will help us. What a great phrase. Perhaps the Lord will help us. What perhaps is there for the Lord to help you in advancing his kingdom this week? Young people, what perhaps does God have for you this week in your school? Where's God calling each and every one of us to trust him and to be courageous for him this week? When we read in the Bible in Acts 2 in the New Testament, we see again and again the disciples being filled with the Holy Spirit and a sense of boldness and courage coming upon them. If you'd like to grow in courage this morning, I want to ask you in a moment to stand. If you want a new measure of boldness and courage just in your life from the Holy Spirit this morning, I want to ask you, why don't you stand right now? Just to make it clear, I am most definitely standing too. (laughs) Why don't we just, where we are, let's just respond to God. Why don't you, you might want to put your hands out as a sign and say, Lord, I receive what you've got for me today. I need you afresh today. I'm just going to pray for us before we finish. Holy Spirit, we thank you for story after story in the Bible of you coming upon men and women and then being filled with courage. Courage for specific acts and courage for their lives. And Lord, I thank you for this story of Jonathan and his armor bearer. I thank you for the way that you enabled them to do something of advancing your kingdom. God, you see our hearts, Lord. You see each and every one of us, Lord. You know our needs and you see our hearts. And God, we pray, would you fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord, over each and every man, woman, and child in this room. Fill us, Lord. Fill us, Lord God. We need your courage, Lord. We need your courage for this week. Fill us with faith, I pray, Lord God. Fill us with obedience, Lord God. Fill us with perseverance, Lord God. That we would be courageous in our town, Lord God. That we'd be courageous in our families and in our workplaces. Oh God, I pray, we need more of you, Lord God. We need you as a church, Lord God. We're desperate for you. Fill us, Lord God, that we would be known as a church that is courageous in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We're going to finish there. Apologies for going over a little bit. Uh, Hope you have a great afternoon. Can I just ask you, if you're a parent, go and find your children quickly. The children's workers have done amazing in having them that little bit longer. And then 